Okay, hi, this is Brent Leary, and I'm sitting here live from the Zoho headquarters in Pleasanton, California, and I'm sitting with Sridhar Venbu, who is the uh, co-founder and CEO of uh, Zoho. First of all, Sridhar, thank you for uh, having me here, and, and thanks for taking the time to talk after a pretty long day of some really good information. Thank you for coming. Really appreciate it, Brent. So before we jump in and start talking about some of the things that were discussed today, why don't you give us a little bit of your personal background? You know, personally, I was born and I grew up in India. And I came to the U.S. when I was 21 and to go to graduate school. I finished my Ph.D. in Princeton in 1994. And then I went to Qualcomm and I worked as an engineer for a couple of years. Since then, since 96, I've been doing this, 20 years now. So this has been my life. And now I've lived in the U.S. for about the last 26 years, and I lived in India 21 years. So, <laughs> long time. And in, in these years that you've been here, Zoho and, and some of the other companies you have, but Zoho has grown to the point where you have 4,000 employees, employees yeah. and a big chunk of those folks are actually engineers, right? and they're doing some incredible things. Yeah. But as you've grown and you you have always serviced the small business customers, but you're starting to you know, go upstream Absolutely. a bit, but you talked today during the analyst summit about the importance of staying true and, yeah. and being able to continue to service the small business community. Maybe you could talk a little bit about why that's it's so important. It's something very personal to me that I'm always thinking about my own roots as starting from zero, one person, two, five, ten. I've never forgotten that. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, over large we grow. I still think of ourselves as small. In fact, in many ways, Zoho still operates like a small company, even though it's actually not small at all. We are 4,000. But that means to me, I ask always the question, is this software I would personally use if I were an independent guy, you know, two-person business? Is it software I would pay for? Those are important questions to me. And because it kind of staying true to your roots that way keeps you honest. So to me, taking that call from a free user, the $10 customer is as important to me as also serving the million dollar customer because if we abandon this we and somehow it becomes that software loses its integrity and purpose it has to be useful for all the ten dollar customer is important to us that's why we do that maybe you could talk a little bit about uh, you you mentioned a couple of phrases that i really thought were fascinating the facebook economy and how that's kind of driving some of the approach that you're doing with yeah. zoho so this is the number I like to quote always. Facebook has about, right now, as of January of 2017, about 1.2, 1.3 billion daily active users, give or take. And they do about 2.5 billion in revenue per month, mm. approximately. So that's about $2 per active user. And we know Facebook users are pretty intense. They use it a lot. They're always on the phone you know, uploading photos, spend hours on it, it, watching videos. So they tax the infrastructure heavily. I mean, I would argue that people tax the Facebook infrastructure much more heavily than any kind of enterprise software that I know typically. Because you're not, nobody uses any software as much as they tend to use these social tools. I mean, Facebook or WhatsApp, they're always on it. It's fascinating that with $2 in total revenue, maybe about 20, 25, 30 cents in actual spend, they are able to not only service all these users, 
but actually make money doing so and not just make small amounts of money. Mm. Facebook actually prints money, as I like to say. <laughs> so that's the Facebook economics where $2 a month, they're able to serve users profitably. I don't know any enterprise vendor that can adjust to that economics, but I believe that that's where we are heading as a world because this is the consumerization of IT to me, mm -hmm. that the kind of Facebook economics comes to dominate how enterprise software and enterprise infrastructure is given out. And AWS is a proof that that's the direction it's heading. So you mentioned AWS. Yeah. That's, Amazon is another company that yes. you seem to track and yes. kind of look at how they do things. How is Amazon changing things? And what lessons can small businesses learn from what Amazon has done? So from uh, first thing is the, 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 the way that they have actually you know, democratized mass marketed infrastructure. I mean, now they are at 10, 12 billion run rate. And it started from zero, it grew so fast. And they sell compute by the hour. <laughs> and now per minute, pricing, right? More yeah. and more. That's pretty incredible. And, and, you know, 5 cents, 10 cents, 20 cents, these added up. And initially, I remember when they were launching it, at that price, how will they ever make any money, right? People <laughs> thought that. But there's lots of money there. Mm. So, in a sense, they dispatched a lot of traditional enterprise vendors because of their pricing model and their easy-to-do-business approach. That's something that's a lesson for any business. Be very accessible. Your pricing model is very simple, and it's very customer-friendly. Those are the big lessons I'll draw from it. So you've been servicing small business customers for decades at this point. Yeah. How have small businesses changed since you got to, from the beginning to where you are now? And how are they dealing with the, the modern environment, yeah. the Facebook economy that we're talking right. about? First, tools like Facebook and WhatsApp are now ubiquitous. Everyone knows them. So the business, even the, the small business born this year, they are much more digital natives. They know about this. They are, because you know, it's a generation change. People know this. So that actually helps us because then they can come online, they discover us, Zoho, and they sign up. It's a familiar world for them. The concept, you sign up and you install apps on your phone, you get work done. It's the same paradigm that they've already used to following. That's something huge now. And then, of course, there is a big base of traditional businesses that are being dragged into this world. Right. And that's also because of the demographic shift in their workforce. They have the new millennial generation join the workforce, and they are much more digital savvy, digital natives. So that's also helping us. That's how I see that transformation. So, peer out to the future a little bit. What is Zoho going to be focusing in on? Uh, how is it going to impact your current small business customers and small businesses in the future? Because it seems like the business models for small business are changing as rapidly as the technology is. Yeah. So how does Zoho play a role? And I actually always like to quote the example of the person who does my garden work for me. This person today he still gives me an invoice and paper monthly. And in five years, I can envision everything will be done through mobile app, including the invoice from my phone, generated from his phone. My payment will be made through my phone. No other transaction of any kind happens. All of the exchanges happen through our apps installed on phones. Maybe there's some issue he wants to point out, I'm at work, just photos and messaging that way. Everything will happen that way. And I approve a project. Let's say he needs to fix a sprinkler system. He just sends that quote right there, and I approve it. He proceeds, he invoices me and I pay. All the transactions should happen. And this is at a level in which traditionally we did not think technology applied to this. Mm. 
But I think about how does technology apply there to what kind of price points that are relevant. That's where the Facebook economics is important because this person is not going to pay $200 a month. Maybe you'll pay $5 a month. That's what we have to aim for. Uh, tell us, people, where they can learn more about Zoho and all the products you have. You, too many to too, too yeah. to, to list right now, but where can they learn more? Yeah. So our website, of course, is a starting point. We have a lot of resources, and then and we work with, of course, our our partners to make sure they can explain, they can help. They need more handholding. We are also investing a lot in the Zoho University for customers, where they can learn about things, videos material, instruction material. It's not just how to use the product, but it's also concepts behind it. How does, for example, a very small business figure out what is a sales opportunity or a pipeline? How do I manage these things, these concepts? Those are, that's what our educational mission is going to be. And it's funny, we're, we're in 2017, you would think, you know, sometimes I live in a bubble, we think everybody knows about this stuff, but still. There's still a lot of people actually, because these are, you know, if you're not, like I myself, before I started the business, I had no concept of what's an opportunity, what's a pipeline, what's a quota, all of those. I had no idea. You know, I, I am a PhD in engineering. How will I know any sales technology? Actually, I, after only hiring the first one or two salespeople, I figured out there is something to it. I have to learn. That's how I figured out. So, so you're helping everybody else. That's yeah, great. Yeah. Well, thanks for your time. Thank and, you. And thanks again for a, a great day of learning. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. And before you go, I'd just like to get a face on.